Welcome to the Ambitious Tribe podcast with your chief encourager, Cassie Pajarillo. It's time to drive ambition and build a better business with a plan that's clear, transformative, progressive, and profitable. Now for your host, Cassie Pajarillo. Dear Driven and Ambitious Coaches and Consultants, we're back for another interesting podcast episode wherein we're going to talk about something people don't often boldly talk about, yet we all need to understand and dissect sex. Not those egocentric indulgence, rather, the wide array of its erotic activities that include movement of energy between partners' bodies, a meditative pleasure beyond what we see on Hollywood movies, or the singular interpretation we thought it is. It's not that. Our today's guest has a talent to make people not only feel more relaxed and at peace, but also to make them fall in love with themselves and their bodies, and then connect with their partners on a whole new level. Make sure you stay till the end, and as the end of as towards the end of the podcast, our guest is going to guide you through a short practice that will make you feel more vital, more empowered, and of course, boost your sexual confidence. Ladies and gentlemen, the founder of Zentra, the newly launched app, which aims to help and guide you through the word tantric connection and conscious intimacy. She's a tantra instructor with therapeutic credentials, has conducted more than 100 live seminars in the world, the head of seminar of Nine Valley, one of the biggest personal growth platform in the world, and the co-author of Amazon's bestseller, Ignite with Love. It is, of course, Natalia Sloma. Hi, Natalia. Hi, dear. Thank you for your invitation. It's great to be here. Right. And um, how is the weather in Poland, by the way? Today is actually pretty nice, although it is getting cold. We're approaching the winter time, unfortunately. So it's not like in Asia, but still starting to start, I'm trying to embrace each and every season and focus on its beauty. And right now the trees are colorful and um, the color and the intensity of this, this red and this yellow is just stunning. So this is where my focus is going, not towards the cold temperature. <laughs> Totally, totally. And I miss traveling. And I'm sure there are those in Asia who is also kind of like missing the entire traveling, you know, the jet setter life, the nomad life. But if there's anything that's great about this, um, this pandemic, I guess people now learn how to work from home efficiently. So there you go. And we get to be more in touch with our loved ones, which I am so excited to talk to you about. Um, so before we get into the juice and the meat of all these things, I'm going to ask you the number one question I ask everyone in my podcast. So who is Natalia many milestones ago? Whenever I talk about my journey, I usually divide my life into before me moving to Malaysia, before me joining Mind Valley, and before me really entering this path of 100% personal growth commitment and, and after. And before, I need to say that uh, I've been living in Poland my entire life, and I've always knew that um, I would like to do something meaningf meaningful in my life. And even though I have graduated from a business school, I decided to go into an artistic path and became, I used my management skills and business skills in the artistic world. So I became a celebrity and singer's manager. And it's been fun. I need to say that for many years, it's been an, a, very, a very interesting journey, but 
somewhere deep down inside, I felt that uh, while I'm helping my artists um, to be the best version of themselves, I was totally neglecting my needs and my potential and what else I could do better in the world in general, but also uh, even in a local scale. I was, I was missing something. I felt like while it, it has been an interesting journey for many years, after a few years of doing it, I started feeling burned out and I started feeling quite frustrated, I need to say. I started feeling like my self-esteem is dropping because I'm not growing anymore and I felt stuck. And funny enough, that was the moment when I was reaching 30. And probably in many countries still, but in Poland, there is quite a big social pressure that when you're reaching 30, especially as a woman, you should already be at least the mother of two, be a loving wife, a great mom, plant a tree, or be a CEO of a big company, build your house, and you should have it all. I didn't tick any of this box. And at the same time, I felt like I didn't even want, don't want to. I felt like my purpose is somewhere else, but I had trouble discovering it. So that, that was the moment with all this frustration, with all this um, burned out that I was experiencing a few years ago, I've decided to A, go on therapy and really search for an answer within, but also really dive deep into personal growth to discover, to connect with my intuition and discover what is my real purpose here. I believe that each of us has a mission here. And I know that it sounds like a big thing, but it doesn't have to be a mission to change 1 billion lives. It could be changing 10, one, two, three, four lives and starting with our own soul and our finding our own destiny. So what I started doing as well is I, I took lots of meditation course. I went even deeper into many techniques to connect with my body and my intuition. And including finding Mindvalley at that time, I remember signing up for uh, Mindvalley's course. I believe it was a tantric course. And at a certain point when I was meditating, it just came to me that I should reach out to Mindvalley. And funny enough, I was more than sure that I would like to collaborate with Mindvalley while doing something in Poland. I didn't even think of moving to Malaysia, especially yeah. since I've never been to Asia before. Mm. So when I jumped on a call with Vision, that was my first, first call already. And uh, after the second call, they told me that, okay, we, we would like to invite you to, to uh, join our team and move to Kuala Lumpur. I was like, okay, wait a second, wait a second. I have my entire life here in Poland, my, my family, my partner, my, my friends, everybody. How could I leave my entire life behind and move there? And also there was, there was one big fear as well that it looks like I'm gonna start my entire career path from scratch. I was, I was terrified to be honest because after 10 years of doing something totally different, I decided to, to get out from this quite comfortable zone and start something that is totally different but at the same time something that is that really makes my heart sing because that was me at that time facing the, the dilemma, what should I do with my life? And I asked myself one very important question. If I could do something for the rest of my life, should that be something that really makes me get up in the morning smiling and being super energetic? Or will that be something that the society is telling me to do or that I've been doing for 10 years and only because 
to, to stay in the comfort zone, I should continue doing it. I, I decided that it's it's time to, to search for something that really my soul is, is craving for. And I know that it's also not easy to discover very often, but this is where meditation is also helping a lot because meditation is helping you connect with your intuition, is helping you to, you to connect with, with this little inner voice that is literally whispering to your ear, okay, go there, call this person, do this, do that. And this little voice in my head was telling me, reach out to Mind Valley. you have nothing to lose. And since I did it and um, I got the proposal to, to work to Mind Valley, and then I faced the dilemma, okay, should I stay in Poland or should I move to, to Malaysia and leave my entire life behind? The same voice was telling me, go for it, go for it. I was I was terrified. I was full of fear of leaving the comfort zone, but it was telling me, go for it. And once you connect with this voice, you know that it's always right. You just need to learn how to differentiate this, this delicate whispering voice, the voice of your intuition from the voice of fear that is telling you, no, 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 no. Don't even think about it. It's nice here. You know, everybody here. It's, it's okay. Maybe you won't be as happy as you could be, but you know, it's better to stay in the comfort zone. No, we need to learn how to differentiate one from, from the other. And the, the meditation practice, actually, this is one of the, the biggest reasons why my life has shifted entirely and brought me where I am right now. And to be very honest, if I could advise my younger self, if I could give my younger self one lesson, what to start doing when I was 10 or 15 or 20 or 25, whatever, that would be start meditating. Start meditating, start connecting with yourself. Start really discovering why you're here for, because all the answers will come. Sooner or later, they will. They will start, start developing because you're finally listening to your needs, to your desire, to your heart. You start, you start listening to your body as well. And it, your body and your heart and your entire self will be super grateful for doing this practice. So definitely that was a turning point for me. I, I left my entire life in Poland. I moved to Malaysia. I actually very soon um, got trained as a Mind Valley certified trainer. I, I became a head of all the trainers and um, the seminars at Mind Valley, and literally, it became like a movie scenario. It's uh, with all the traveling, with all the people that I I met, with the fulfillment that came with this decision. It's it's even hard to describe it. That was one of the best decisions in my life. But the, the decision itself was actually stepping out of the comfort zone, acting in spite of fear, and really following this intuition, your heart, this 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 voice that was telling me, do what you like doing and leave the the known but the uncomfortable things behind. You know, that is so, so beautiful um, because in the world of entrepreneurship, we have to lean into faith that fear is there because it just means it's something to talk about or to think about or something to have a quick check on. Is this really what I want? Is this really what I believe in? I mean, there are so many things about fear that it's not taught in school. 
like in school, we were just thought, like, okay, you got to present, um, you know, in front of that your, your classmates, there's fear, sure. But nobody actually, you know, goes through the process of why should I actually go there? No one told us on to why. Everything is just doing the what and the how, right? And I wanted to echo on to when you said about you had to dive into faith. Well, when you said about, you know, going through, you know, just messaging Mind Valley and all those things, and then the rest is history. I mean, I think they're just a common, um, well, story between the rest of the others also who I've actually interviewed on the podcast. And the same as well with me when I met you guys. It was really such a magical turnaround that I couldn't believe that I thought, you know, I mean, it, the feeling of fear was um, when I, well, what happened there? I just want to share it a little bit to to you and of course our, our audience. When I was speak, I, I was asked to speak um, in Malaysia, and I was like, "Why am I going to go there?" And then they said, "You're going to be the star speaker." I was like, "Oh, why am I going to be the star speaker? No, put me first. I mean, I don't need to be. I'm nobody, right?" But that in itself, having to dismiss, telling yourself you're a nobody, but you're invent, you're you're invited to go there. It's like saying that you are second guessing yourself. And why are we second guessing ourselves, thinking that we're this small? Where, but at the end of the day, you can go big. And I just booked a plane ticket. I went in and then I found out from one of you guys messaged me that, hey, it's the anniversary of Mind Valley. Why don't you come on over? And I was trembling. I was like, why am I going to Mind Valley anyway? I'm like, oh my God, that's my dream. You know, people that I want to meet with, the culture and all that. So the first person, one of the first people that I met was, um, who was that? Well, it was Halubov. And then, um, and then of course, Glamon and then New Vision and, it was different because everybody were so welcoming and as if I have been working there for quite a long time. And the rest, of course, was history. And I just wanted to share that I want to echo to the fear that once you lean into faith, once you lean into desire, once you lean into this problem, or if it's not a problem, maybe it's something that you've always wanted, that it will be something that the universe might give you if you allow it to. And I think this is also beautiful because we were speaking backstage about how you were able to put together um, your app, which I would love to talk about. But before we get into that, why did you actually go through the process of, sure, you went to meditation, but why tantra? I mean, there's so many kinds of meditation. <laughs> why that? Okay, so first let me respond regarding the fear because I also think that it's oh. a very, very important topic. Uh, fear is normal. Fear is a um, coping mechanism that we we mm, got equipped with, and it's very very useful. And it used to be very useful for generations and generations when we were running and uh, we were in real danger with the lions and tigers next to us. But right now, the fear is just programmed into us. And I would always, whenever I'm coping a fear a, a stressful situation, and I'm feeling that I'm leaning into this fearful mode. I'm reminding myself of two things. First of all, I'm really listening to my body. And the more we meditate, we also start to discover that fear, you can feel fear in your body and you can also feel intuition in your body. And finding the difference is crucial. So for example, like I can feel the intuition in my guts, literally. And when I feel fearful, I feel it more in my shoulders, in my chest a little bit. Fear is making you feel your body feels tensed. Intuition is speaking to you and you feel relaxed. It feels right, it feels safe. 
So that's why it's so important to work on even mindfulness meditation like body scan, to really go through your body, to open your senses, to heighten them, to feel your body, because then you'll be able to, to differentiate when is intuition whispering to your ear and when your fear is stopping you from doing probably something really useful and really smart, but is just out of your comfort zone. I really love the sentence, you should act in spite of fear. So very often where the fear is, that's exactly where we should go. But at the same time, I would like to add on it to add compassion towards ourselves because it's easy to say, right? Okay, act in spite of your fear when you're terrified and you cannot really move. But then what I always do to myself and I find it super, super useful and super effective. I just, I literally hug myself and I surround myself with a bubble of love and compassion because I understand that, okay, you're feeling fear right now. You're scared. It's totally fine. It's also totally understandable because the situation is new. The situation seems to be overwhelming. I, I identify where in my body I feel it and I let myself to feel it. It's actually a very powerful releasing technique because it's all about releasing this emotion from our body. When we fight it, when we escape from it, it's even getting more power and control over us. When we really let ourselves to feel it, but feel it with compassion, without judgment, without trying to avoid it, without trying to look the other way around. No, like, okay, there is a fear. There is a fear. And also there are plenty of fears in our personal life, like fear of rejection, fear on being uh, abandoned, cheated on, fear of mm. bad performance, many, many, many of them. And just feel it in your body. It might be in your heart, maybe in your solar plexus, maybe in your, in your throat, maybe in your genitals, maybe in your back or shoulders. Just feel it and let yourself stay with this fear, stay with this feeling and just literally send it love. And you will see that after sometimes five minutes, sometimes 10, 15, it's already decreasing its power. You, you release it. It's a very simple yet powerful technique. And actually, it's coming from the Buddhist, Buddhist teachings. I really, really recommend to, to really hold yourself and send love and compassion and accept the fact that we're, we're afraid and then act in spite of fear. Yeah. You know, it's true. Like whenever that we invest in ourselves, whenever we face something scary, it's something that you wanted badly, but it's new, you might fail and all these things. One thing that I, you're right, your body trembles or there's some sort of stiffness and, uh, or your gut is like, oh my God, there are like instant butterflies or, but you're right as well. When you said about there are two types of fear, the fear of it's not safe the security and the fear of, oh my gosh, I want it so bad, but how am I going to move past that? What? And then you're thinking 10 steps ahead. <laughs> and then by the time that you're there and you said yes, and then there's a release and a relief because I didn't die. <laughs> Nothing bad happened. So what am I fearful of? Right. And the only choice is for us to really move past it. I mean, I think that is actually great because nobody can actually define what fear is, not until you get to really be mindful of, okay, what's going on? How am I going to let go of this? Um, how am I going to process this? You're right. <laughs> well, thanks for that. And I think, um, you know, I wanted to ask you, since we're in the, in the process of getting to know our body better, uh, trauma, trauma happens. I mean, fear also can cause trauma. 
right? Maybe can you talk us more about, you know, this practice, this subconsciousness practice that you have chosen? That's why you are in this path of, you know, you created the app, uh, which we'll talk about in a little while. Maybe fill us more information about that. Trauma is a, is a keyword here because very often um, the fear that we're feeling right now is triggered by something that happened in our childhood or many, many years ago. And because we're holding on that fear and that situation that's, that was back then, but we're still afraid that it might happen again, or we're still really blocking these emotions in our body. So our body stores the emotion. And if we don't release them, then they will come back and come back and cause even more stress, even more tension. So that's why it's so, so, so important to work with, with our bodies. And our bodies will definitely be super grateful for taking a proper care um, of them. And this is very important when it comes to, of course, decisions about, okay, what career path to choose, uh, what to do with your job, but also in your personal life, exactly what you said, in your intimate life, while treating yourself with proper care and respect, and also while mm, having a conscious relationship with your partner. So traumas are super important when it comes to relationships in general, because the way we have been treated or loved in the childhood, in our childhood times, will affect how we build our relationships in the future. If we didn't receive enough unconditional love from our parents, we might feel this lack inside. We might feel not complete, not whole, and it's normal. It's normal, and unfortunately, most of us suffer from it for simple reasons. Our parents were not equipped with proper tools to teach us how to build strong self-esteem, how to take care of ourselves. They didn't know themselves. I can speak also from my experience. I'm in Poland where my parents were the next generation after the Second World War. So my grandparents was actually Second World War uh, generation and they were all about surviving. They didn't have time, they didn't have tools to consciously raise their children because it was all about struggle during or after war. So we cannot really blame our parents or grandparents or even anybody in anyone, our teacher in our society, in our environment, because they simply didn't know. And the sooner we stop blaming them, the better for us, because then we are taking responsibility for ourselves. And we come into the relationship with lots of traumas from our childhood, with lots of rejections that we got on our way there. And it's very important that while with our partner, we can create a beautiful relationship based on trust and love, but it's, at the end of the day, it is our responsibility to feel good, to be happy. It's our responsibility to, to take care also of our body to the extent that it will be able to experience pleasure. It will be able to be turned on. Of course, we can invite our partner to explore with us. We can invite our partner to play with us, but at the same time, the very common mistake that we do is that we kind of put the responsibility on our partner. He or she should satisfy us. He or she should make us feel this way. She or he should make us feel happy or loved. And of course, it's super important that they do love us. It's super important that they treat us with proper respect and love. But what is a huge shift in, in the relationships itself is to always start with ourselves. 
And that's why it's so important to work on ourselves on about body, minds, and also even energy, energy level. So on a body level, what's super, super, super important is that we start connecting with our body. And that's why mindfulness practices and tantric practices are so, so, so powerful because we literally start listening to it. We start discovering what we like, what we don't like, what are our needs, desires, but also what our boundaries. And I need to also say, responding to your previous question, that it was a huge, huge, huge journey for me and a huge struggle at a certain point because from the very early childhood, I had a huge body shame. And it's not even this kind of body shame that you get as you're growing in your teenager time because your society is telling that you should look this or that that way. No, I had it from the very beginning. It might come from some sort of childhood trauma. It might come from some sexual trauma. I don't remember it, but I also decided not to go into it. I would rather, I rather focused on releasing the emotions connected with that without focusing on the story too much. But the truth was that from the very early childhood, I was, I was super blocked. Uh, the body shame was so weird that I don't remember it, but my parents were telling me that when I was two or three or four and we were on the beach, I wouldn't let my parents to let me run around naked. I was already at that time ashamed of my body. Wow. Definitely not, not normal and not healthy. Yeah. So something, something definitely happened over there and I was carrying this luggage through many 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 years later so you can only imagine that while entering my first intimate relationship I was so 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 blocked my body was literally numb and it was so so closed so that was why I was desperate I was literally desperate to search for tools that would help me unleash and reveal my um, pleasure potential, but also to feel to feel good with myself, to good, feel good with my body, to feel safe and to feel complete. And it took me more than 10 years to search for, for different modalities, for different therapies, tools, energy healing, working with my body, working with my mind. But I got there and I, I found, of course, we always can get, get even better and feel even better. But I got to the point that I felt that I overcame this huge trauma that my body was carrying. And that was the, the reason why I decided that, okay, since I discovered something that really, really helped me, and it wasn't an easy case, <laughs> it's, it's necessary to, to share it with others. And it also came to me when I was meditating. I remember so I was already living in Kuala Lumpur and literally during meditation, it came to me the name of Zentra. Like it's, it's a combination of Zen and Tantra, but it came, it came to me how the modality should look like, how I should have the flow of the, of the workshop, how I could share the, the experiences that I got and take the best out of this painful story of, of my teenager times and early 20s when I was really struggling with my sexuality, with my sensuality, with, with my body shame, and how, I, how can I now support others and empower others in, in this journey. And funny enough, the moment the idea came to me, I felt, this is, this is this inner voice that I'm talking about, I just literally felt that this is it, that I just need to do it no matter what. And everything started getting more and more aligned on my path to make it happen. It's literally like a, like a movie scenario because the right people and the right situation started coming on my path, including the fact that 
I got uh, offered to have a beautiful launch of Zentra in Los Angeles. I never even been to Los Angeles before. So uh, when I was recording my first promo video, the right people just came to me and literally offered me, you know, like we can we can record it for you. We have drones, we can make it happen. And I was I was I was feeling that it is being given to me. So that's why I feel like Zentra is it's not mine. It's, it's something way, way, way bigger. I'm just channeling it. But I know that this is important because I know from my personal experience how, how much pain it cost me at that time to really even be vulnerable with my partner, to open up, to even talk about it, to, to communicate my needs, my desires and my boundaries, which is also super important. And now putting it together, I, I, I love to spread practical practical tips practical methodology how to how to feel better in your body how to cope with emotions that are still stored over there how to connect with your senses how to really connect with your body and feel like your body is literally grateful for the way you touch it for the way you approach it for the way you talk to it but also how to learn how to communicate how to discover what we want what we need and then when we're prepared and we're meeting with our partner the entire relationship is shifting and also when our partner is collaborating with us in this beautiful conscious intimacy then the the intimacy is is getting totally new colors we're literally taking it to, to the new level because we can think about intimacy about sex on on three levels like there is there is physical connection there's purely physical connection and this physical connection can be can be pleasant. Of course, it can be pleasant. It's you can have one night stand and still feel satisfied. But when you experience the next level, which is physicality connected with emotional approach, with connection on a heart level, it already tastes differently. And of course, if somebody has experienced an amazing connection with a person who they love, they, they know exactly what we're talking about. But this emotional level has also deeper layers because we can learn how to approach sexuality in a very conscious way on a body, on a mind and a heart level. And then there is even farther level, even higher one. This is the emotional level. This is the, sorry, the um, energetical level. This is where we learn how to really use the sexual energy and move it throughout our body to connect it with our partners thanks to it and also even connect with like a higher power this is this is becoming a little bit more spiritual but sex is becoming a spiritual practice then it's becoming a spiritual ecstatic experience it's not about physicality anymore it's, it's a connection of physicality emotional approach and also beautiful energy and this is the bliss that um, they don't teach us at school that exists and yeah. it's definitely within the reach of each and every person we just need to we just need to learn a little bit more about it you know that's I totally agree too when you said about it's not being taught in school and there are blockages um, and also uh, self-acceptance as well I mean I remember there are people I mean I've got a couple of friends I remember that they feel really how do you say this they they they, they freeze like whenever like someone touches their hand, they were like, oh, they'll be like stone cold. And it's as if like they want to, but they're not sure what's going to happen. And then after that, their veins. And then whenever they tell us that, whenever, you know, a couple of friends would say, oh, this is what I felt. Oh my gosh, I, I turned into a rock. And then somehow for me, I would, I would always think about what happened. Like really what happened way before that. 
why are you having that kind of experience? Um, somehow there are also some with like high confidence that I am so sure of myself. I am so sure that I'm okay. And you're right. Some people might have like one night stands and they're like, yeah, I'm okay. No attachment whatsoever. And it's really interesting how decisions are made. But in truth, it's not just about decision. I think what I'm learning and picking up from you is it's really more on having to really know your sensuality and who you really are. And in terms of detachment, that it's, it's, it's not like I'm going to get married tomorrow or something like that. So I just wanted to know about like focusing on the moment and that's all that there is. Um, but I wanted to ask you, what is the relevance between sensuality, sexuality, and self-confidence and the way that we do things? Or is there a connection at all? Especially like now everybody's on Zoom, everybody is, you know, needs to show up and um, it's a different level of confidence actually. Mm. Of course, of course there is a huge connection. Right. And, but the most important question that we always should ask ourselves is whenever we want to get into intimate intercourse with somebody when the moment we want to have sex with somebody is why do we want to have it because very often if we're really honest with ourselves we do it to prove somebody something or to boost our self-esteem very often the fact that we're having one night stands i'm not criticizing it is uh, is everyone's choice but it's always good to be mindful of it and conscious why why we're doing it because very often very often we do it because we do have commitment issues we are afraid of being very intimate very very vulnerable vulnerable with somebody or we just want to have this self-esteem boost that, okay, I'm so, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, like I'm, I'm so sexually active. And is it really the, 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 the right need to, to have sex? Because when we think about it, the moment two people get together, there is a huge exchange of energy. And funny enough, Tantra says that the energy of your partner is staying with you for a certain time period. In the case of women, it's way longer than in case of men because we're the receivers and men are the givers. But they say that this energy of our partner can stay with us on even for like up to seven years. In case of men, it's a few weeks. But if we think about it, wouldn't we be more conscious of our partner selection if we think that the energy will stay with us for such a long time? It's it's a very conscious act to be intimate with each other. And when we approach it on a very surface level, we might even harm each other. We might, we might hurt each other, but most of all, we can also hurt ourselves because by having this um, physical only act, we will, we will not really feel the, the whole inside. We will not make ourselves feeling more complete in case we're searching for it it actually might left us feeling even more empty. And when somebody has a very high self-esteem, they would treat their body with respect, they would treat the partner with respect, and they would approach sexual situations, sexual connection with, with a proper conscious level. So we would 
would be aware of our needs. We would be also aware of our boundaries. So we would be able to say no whenever we need to, because at the end of the day, we need to be really conscious that sex is not an ego game. How many times, if we think about it, it was all about, okay, whether, especially in case of women, whether we were able to climax or not, whether we were able to reach the uh, ecstasy or not. I personally need to admit that, especially when I was younger, I really didn't like this question. <laughs> when my partner would ask me afterwards, honey, did you come? And I cannot lie. If I didn't, I would say that I didn't. But then I saw the look on his face, just like feeling disappointed with himself because he didn't perform enough clearly. While it's not about this. When we change the focus, first of all, it's not about the goal. It's about the journey, it's about the connection, it's about the fact that we are literally melting into oneness. If we think about it, sex is one of the most amazing things that can happen to us because we're, we're becoming one for a moment or a longer moment. We're, we're really melting into each other's bodies and energy and, and, and hearts. So it's not an, it, it should not be an ego game. We should not approach it as we should prove something to, to ourselves or, or somebody. And that's why it's also so, so, so important to A, create a safe space and B, to learn to communicate, to communicate what we want and what we don't want. I believe that, especially as a woman, I can speak from my experience, but also from many, many women whom I worked with, is that so many times we allowed things that we weren't ready for or we didn't really want but we didn't know how to tell our partners not to do it because we were afraid that we hurt their feelings their masculine ego but i believe it also can work the other way around as well so many times we don't say things because we are afraid that the ego the feelings of other person will be hurt so that's why it's so 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 important to sit down together really first connect with touch with with the eye gaze to connect your heart and talk about it and talk about in a loving, compassionate way. Honey, this is what I need. This is what I want. This is what I don't want. We cannot approach another partner as each and every person, woman or man are the same, have the same basic needs based on physiology only. Everybody has different traumas in their childhoods. Everybody has different needs. Everybody has different experience. Everybody's body can react differently. We need to learn each other. We need to listen to each other's body. We need to really consciously and mindfully approach. When we're touching each other, we need to see how they react, whether they like it or not. Sometimes we can communicate verbally. Sometimes it's, it's about the eye gaze. It's about the sound. It's about the, the movement and the touch. But the communication with, with, between partners is so, 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 so crucial, crucial to have this very, very, very safe space when I can be vulnerable and tell you what I want and what I don't want. Like this is, this is the moment when we not only build a very strong relationship, but also we, we build our confidence in it to be able to speak up, to be able to really express who we are and what we want. And we have right to not want certain things. And we have right also to change our mind so always, always, always allowing only for things that we want and we're ready for, telling our partner, communicating our needs with love and respect. It's also important how we communicate it, because if we say like, okay, this didn't work for me and uh, you failed at doing it, of course, this person would, would close. But if we hold each other's hands and saying, honey, this is what I want. Please, next time, let's try it the other way around. You are amazing. I love you. 
And I want you to invite you to experience even more through doing this and this. When we do it with compassion and love, the response is totally, totally different. And it's also important that every time we, we enter this intimacy and this, the, the sexual intercourse, we should have a full body yes. And full body yes literally means that our mind should say yes, our heart should say yes, our guts should say yes, and our genitals should say yes. And if at least one of the things is off, like for example, you want it, but something is telling you not to do it, please listen to this voice. If you feel turned on, but your heart or mind are saying, mm -mm, no, it's, it's not good for you, it's better not to do it. Because we can literally just hurt ourselves by not listening what our body needs. And it's better to communicate and wait and do it properly later rather than do something and regret it. But always the first, the first step is to learn to connect with ourselves to be able to catch this, this message and to, to check on yourself whether I want it or not. This is gold. A lot of people are having a hard time communicating, actually, whether they are married or a couple, partnered, you know, or just starting out uh, in a relationship. I don't know. I'm, I'm not, I mean, I think in general, sex in general is hard to talk about. Or people would say, don't talk about that. That's pretty off. Or not in public or not on a podcast, actually. Um, and people are still going to say it's inappropriate. I mean, why is it inappropriate? It's, it's, I think it's, a, it's, a, it's one of the essentials in life because why are people getting divorced? I mean, there are those because another person, I mean, another, one, of the two, one of the couples is not, you know, I mean, happy about that part. But I think what really, I mean, in general, whether it's sex, whether it's a relationship, or whether it's business, whatever that may be, communication really is the key of everything. Are you enjoying and learning a lot? Let me know. Hey, I'm breaking my own episode to invite you for your high-ticket next-level masterclass. If you're a coach or a consultant tired of serving one-on-one -on -one clients and ready to have that four-hour workday without compromising client results, have the work-life integration you've always wanted, and that multiple six to seven figures by creating, selling, and launching your own group coaching program, well, all you gotta do is join us and save your seat. Register through CassiePajarillo.com. I'm so excited to see you and meet you real soon. Now, let's get back to today's episode. It is. It, it is. is. Right? And it's also, yeah. Learn it. We can re really learn it. We can, we can practice it. And that's the great news, that we can shift it. It's actually, stats are very cruel when it comes to that. Most of couples, they do not communicate properly about their needs when it comes to sex. And because it's, it's a taboo, because it's very private and... You know, even very often as our body is changing during the, our lifespan, especially for women after pregnancy, uh, when we are not happy with our bodies, that it has changed, or even we, we gain or lose some weight with our current pressure from society to look in certain way, to behave in certain way, to be more sexy, to be more, be more this, be more that. The pressure is huge. The pressure is huge on both sides, but I believe that with women is even harder uh, with our social media telling us that we should look in this yeah. sometimes very bolder way. 
we we start feeling that we are not beautiful enough we're not sexy enough we're not good enough and we're trying to either somehow make ourselves better by doing some surgeries or or any other ways to 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 feel better about ourselves but the truth is that if we think about it, it's all about accepting ourselves. If we learn to, to treat ourselves and our body better, it might turn out that we really don't need it, that we don't need it. It's the external pressure. We can silence this, this pressure and we can silence this voice and focus like, okay, my body is changing, but at the same time, I, I'm really accepting the body, the way it's changing. If I can do something about it, if I can eat healthier, if I can go to the gym, it's only for, for, for the purpose to be healthier, to be more vital. Of course, let's do it. But at the same time, let's learn to accept our first, ourselves first, because so many times we even, we even refuse to be intimate with somebody because we're so insecure about our body. While if we think, if we go into our partner's mind, it would turn out that they don't even see the things that we see. It's always a self-acceptance and working with ourselves to be first. And it can make a difference. It really, really, really can. And we should teach that in school. We should self-acceptance young girls and young men as well. We should teach respect toward our bodies, but also to our other, other genders' bodies. And maybe then, we wouldn't need to follow this, unfortunately, quite toxic patterns that are right now promoted in the society. Yeah. And what is your say about, and this is going to be something that is hard to ask, or at least some people would say it's hard to ask and never to ask in public, but I'm going to do it anyway. Why is masturbation something, it, it, why is masturbation a form of self-love? Hmm. Yeah. I believe it's also, yeah, it's, it, it is, it is kind of shameful and a taboo topic, especially for women, mm, at least publicly, when you, when you talk about masturbation, men are kind of allowed to do it and everybody does it and women should not, or they don't speak publicly about it. But the truth is that for women, it's actually very useful because this is the way how to discover our body. With, with men, it's a little bit simpler. With women, we need to do a little bit more deep dive to really discover what we want, what we need, and how, how we should touch ourselves or be touched to, to discover the pleasure. But it's also very important to always do it with love. I really like the expression that when you, when you do it with self-love and self-compassion, it's literally like making love to universe don't watch porn, don't, don't search for any external distractions. Because the truth is that while porn could be potentially sometimes some uh, inspiration to do something, uh, I'm trying to find for, search for, for, for a good reason to watch it. But the truth is that in most of the cases, it's, it can really rewire our brain and um, make our approach to, to sex very unhealthy because we are not aware of how subconsciously we are acquiring some patterns and then we, we search for it in a real life because theoretically we all know that porn is not real, that this is not how the sex should look like or looks like in the, in the real life. But somehow we start being programmed that maybe the way we look or the way we behave, the, the, the noises that we make should be somehow aligned, alike. Maybe this is something that my part, our partner might want to. And we're starting to, to fall into this big trap of 
unreal expectations and something that is not ours. It's, it's coming from some, some external pressure. It's, it's not the way our body responds. And also we're wasting our sexual energy on something that is not real. Let's, let's focus. Let's focus the entire sexual energy on our body and our partner. Let's let's really discover what we want and let's let's see how we can get even more pleasure and even more happiness and even more joy out of our body. Our body is beautiful. Our body is amazing and so powerful. Like we as women, we create lives. We are we are extraordinary. And while we tend to reject our bodies because of some social external pressure to look or behave this and this way. I personally disagree with that. And I treat it as my personal crusade to really talk to not only women, but for, to men as well, the, the pressures on both sides, to, to switch the, the, the TV, switch the social media off and focus on yourself, discover yourself, connect with yourself, love yourself more and more and more and more we will be happier, we will be more fulfilled on each and every level of our life if we really make peace with our sensuality, sexuality, when we discover it and when we really start enjoying it to the fullest. And there is a huge potential when it comes to, to the sphere of our life. Yeah, and I totally agree that we are, as women, um, as women rather, since we give birth to people, <laughs> to these human beings, um, having to do the self-love, it actually helps us as well when, you know, when we're about to give birth, especially if you're doing natural birth, um, having to do that self-love, it's very meditative as well. Um, it can also, like, if you have contractions, it can help as well. Like, how amazing is that, that our body can actually heal and also help us to go through tough times, like, you're right going back to fear going back to you know self-acceptance going back to um the confidence going all these emotions um once you let go it becomes very meditative as well and i also know that i mean for a couple of um friends as well like some of the women because people women i'm not gonna mention my friends hi my friends if you're listening so they would say about you know how amazing the sex is but in truth they would always i mean some of them would say it's actually meditative it's actually something that has a eureka moment sometimes. It's not even the orgasm anymore. Sometimes it's really more of the connection with their husband or, you know, or because they wanted to give, you know, give, I mean, they wanted to conceive. So it's just amazing how sex shouldn't be, you know, um, shouldn't be um, veered away from, I mean, veered away for us not to talk about, all the more that women should talk about it. Um, so I want, especially now, a, a lot of women are doing birth, I mean, water birth. And water birth includes breathing, meditation, self-love, masturbation is included. By the way, those who want to go water birth, I've been looking it up. <laughs> so it's just amazing. So Natalia, I know that you have a couple of, you know, these exercises on your Zentra app. Um, it's really, really amazing how you were able to put together these techniques. Number two, I really wanted to say I salute you for having to put this together because it's, as I said, it's very courageous, right? But in truth, it's not, it's just, it's a normal, it's a, it's a thing that people need to have. So why is it that when men talk about sex, ooh, good one, but with women, why shouldn't we? 
So can you tell us more about, about it? The way we talk about it. It's not about, it's, we don't yeah. want to brag. We want to really understand ourselves and want to support ourselves. And it's, it's a normal sphere of our life. Everybody experiences that. So we should talk about it. We should learn it. We should discover more. And just to add one thing on what you said. Yes, when it comes to, it's very important to work on our muscles. And um, there are even certain equipments to help us do it wow. in a very beautiful, almost like spiritual way. Like for example, Yoni eggs yes. to really strengthen our muscles, our Kegel muscles. And it does help during giving the birth, but it also um, makes the, the pleasure bigger and more powerful uh, during the, um, the sexual intercourse itself. So working on these muscles is also crucial to um, for, for our health purpose as well, but um, for the purpose of pleasure. <laughs> Yeah, actually, I've been I, I've seen those um, from I think it was from Gwyneth Paltrow and um, she had the uni eggs and people were like talking about it. That it's ridiculous. But I think yeah. it, isn't it that those uni eggs? Well, it's not called as uni eggs, but isn't it that it has been a tool that's been used like many years ago? Um, I, I haven't really looked at them too, well, but it's, it's something that it's been really practiced. Um, the muscles, because again, everything is a muscle, so might as well. <laughs> All right. So I wanted to ask you more on what do you think, how can actually, okay, how can women most especially find that self-love in them, that compassion back in them, the power to really put that pleasure and sensuality in them? Because there are women also who actually doesn't have the libido because they don't trust themselves anymore. Or when they have sex, doesn't feel anything. I mean, do you have any tips about that? Of course, of course. Well, it's a very complex issue. So each and every case might be different. The, the reason for the lack of libido could be coming from some traumas. Um, it could be worked on, on a, a mind level. It could be worked on, on a body level. It could be worked on, on both. But basically what, what I did with, uh, with my app, I, I put together different types of practices to to basically get there because, because I struggled with the same thing. I was numb myself, I was, my body was closed. And I, I'm especially using mindfulness practicing. So my mindfulness practices are really helping to connect with your body. And Tantra is adding this sparkle of love on top of it and helping you work with your energy as well. So I always love the holistic approach. So we work on our body, mind and and heart and energy energy level and I, I i would love to guide you as well through through a short practice even today just to to start this journey and this kind of practices where we work on a on affirmations on the touch on on moving our energy, like I, I put everything together. But actually, this 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 particular exercise that I would like to guide everybody through, it's available completely for free on on the app as well. And I would really strongly recommend to at least try this and keep doing it as often as as you only need, as often as possible. And there. Are Actually, in the app, there are, there are two exercises uh, in the solo section because there are exercises for, so, for solo practice and for couples. But in the solo section, there is this um, exercise called sexual power. And it's really about sexual empowerment. It's really about stepping into your power. And we work on a level of mind through affirmation. We work on a level of touch through really, really appreciating our body and on, on the level of energy. And then there is also the, the exercise called helping hand that is helping releasing some emotion and getting 
I don't want to spoil it because I'm gonna gonna guide it in a moment, but being supported um, in a in a tough moment when when we feel like we are overwhelmed or we we feel that we are not having enough sexual self confidence by only doing this exercise, we feel more and more empowered step by step, practice by practice. So like that would be, that, that was for me actually the start point to start practices like that. But I'm adding also there are more um, practices to do it on an energy level and then also to do it with your partner. Because at a certain point, it's great to invite your partner to, to work on it together. Yeah. But it definitely, it should be like, I, I wish all the women and men to, first of all really love themselves a little bit more and accept themselves more to because then it will just be happy and more more self-confidence in at work uh in in basically on each and every level of our life but this this journey there is possible is doable been there done that and yeah i'm i'm happy to to support anyone to to, to get there so so maybe maybe we can start of course, uh, that will be great as well. All right. So let me play some music. Let me know in case the music is too loud or sure. if the intense is okay. Yep. Okay. So I want you to close your eyes. Close your eyes and take a deep, soothing breath in. And breathe out. Breathe in. Breathe out. And with the next out breath, really imagine releasing all the tension from your body and even add a sound to it. Breathe in. And breathe out. This is the sound of release, this is the sound when you're coming back after a long day and sitting in a very comfortable chair and you're just like <sighs> So let's take a few more breaths like that, breathe in <sighs> One more, feel like with each and every outbreath you're releasing all the stress, all the unnecessary emotions from your body <sighs> beautiful and I want you to focus on your body for a moment and check if you have any tension somewhere in your body just check with your body do a very quick body scan going through your head through your chest through your belly through your genitals through your pelvis area through your legs and check if there are any tensions any sensations just check on them don't change anything just be with them Disconnect with your body. Take a deep breath in and feel your body showing you where the sensations are located. And I want you to focus on one belief, one struggle that is stopping you from a full, beautiful expression in your intimate life. Perhaps it's a fear, perhaps it's a fear of rejection, fear of being cheating on, cheated on, fear of abandonment, fear of bad performance. Perhaps it's a feeling that you're not good enough, that your body is not beautiful enough, 
you don't accept your body fully. Perhaps it's a feeling that you don't deserve to be loved, that you are not worth it, you are not worth being loved. Tune into this feeling, tune into this limiting belief and feel it in your body. Try to identify it in your body, in your chest, in your throat, in your jaw, in your solar plexus, where in your body this limiting belief is stuck, this fear, this feeling that you might be not good enough, not worthy of love. Just identify it and let yourself feel it. Don't try to change it. Don't judge it. Don't label it as a good or bad. Don't, don't resist this feeling. Let yourself feel it fully for a moment. If it's uncomfortable, that's totally okay. If it's painful, that's totally fine. Just let yourself feel it. Please know that by just feeling this fear and all these uncomfortable emotions, we're already releasing them. We're making them not having power over us anymore. Okay, beautiful. And now we'll do a small visualization. With your eyes still closed, please imagine a huge gate in front of you. A huge, huge, huge gate. This gate is a portal to the future. By entering it and going on the other side, you will move one year ahead. It's a time machine. So now imagine that you approach this gate. Imagine going through it, moving in time one year. You can even get up and really take a one step towards this gate in your imagination. You can really move. And once you're there, imagine that is one year from now, one year has passed, and all the struggles, all the heaviness that you felt one year before is now gone. Imagine that you were able to cope with this fear, with this heaviness, with these limiting beliefs. Imagine that now you feel empowered, that you feel that you finally can express yourself fully, that you feel worthy, that you feel loved, that you feel really connected to your body and your body is so, so, so grateful for it. Imagine that all your problems connected with being numb or not open enough are gone, they vanished. Your body is not open, you feel vital, you feel full of energy, you feel sexual, you feel sensual, you feel attractive. You really feel good in your body and try to really feel it, tune into it. Feel like your body is literally smiling at you. You're feeling that you're really accepting it, you're really in love with your body. And also, you're feeling in love with yourself, with who you are. You're feeling attractive, you're feeling like you're glowing. You're feeling whole, you're feeling complete. You're feeling like you really, really deserve love. You deserve all the best. 
And guess what? You're attracting it already. Imagine that if you were single back then, you have attracted a beautiful, beautiful relationship. You have attracted a loving partner that is truly caring for you, to loving you, respecting you, that you're having a beautiful, safe space, an amazing, amazing physical connection, emotional connection, energetical connection. Or if you were already in a relationship, imagine that you took this relationship to the new level. Imagine that you connected on the levels that you didn't even imagine before, that you melted into oneness, that you feel fulfilled as a partner, you feel like you became more conscious, that your partner is more conscious, like you're really having an amazing time. You trust each other, you understand each other, you care for each other in a way that you've always dreamt for. It is possible. Of having a full love towards yourself and full love coming from your partner and towards your partner is possible and you have just achieved it. You, you got it. You have it in you. Your heart is literally melting even thinking of how amazing connection you have. Take a deep breath in and really tune into your body. Tune into this feeling of fulfillment, of love, of beautiful connection. Take a deep breath in, feel it's this love spreading through your entire body and release. <sighs> Beautiful. And now with your eyes still closed, imagine that you're turning around and through this open gate in front of you, this future self is seeing your current self. Imagine that as this future empowered self, you're seeing your current self still struggling a bit. They're needing this helping hand. Imagine that this future you is now empowering the current you. What would you tell to your current self to make them feel better? What would you advise? What would you whisper? Perhaps your future self can say, you're gonna do it, you're amazing. You're worthy, you're worthy to be loved. I love you. Your current struggles will be gone. You're beautiful, you're sexy, you're amazing. You will attract this partner. You will attract the abundance to your life. Spend a few mindful moments to advise yourself from the position of your future empowered self to your current self who still needs to be empowered. Beautiful. And now, your future self is going through the gate again. We're coming back to the present moment. So imagine literally going back through the gate, closing the door behind you and melting into your current self, coming back to your initial position, coming back into the current moment and feel into this empowerment 
that you just received. Feel this gift that you got from your future self. Feel the gift of empowerment, of love, of acceptance, of saying that everything is going to be all right. You will be fine. You will blossom like a beautiful flower. And take a deep breath in and really tune into this feeling, new, newly gained power. And breathe out. And once more, breathe in and feel like this beautiful love is spreading all over your current body. And release. And stay with your eyes closed for a few more seconds. And just enjoy the moment. Enjoy the trust. Enjoy the feeling that, yes, you're going to do it. Everything is going to be fine. You are loved. You are taken care of. You deserve it. You deserve the best. Beautiful. And whenever you're ready, you can slowly, slowly, slowly open your eyes. That is such a beautiful practice. Thank you, Natalia. Um, I hope that those who are listening, you were able to grasp about meditative exercise. It's really more about self-love and self-acceptance. It's also all about having to communicate really, um, not just to your partner, but also to yourself and maybe to your future partner. If you're someone who's still looking, perhaps it's calling into the universe also that you are ready because when you're ready, the universe is also going to give it to you. Natalia, we have a community question. Um, they were asking, um, well, actually, there's a one person who asked, how are they going to deal with intimacy, especially now in this pandemic, long distance relationships is happening, trust also is an issue. Um, and there are those who feel that they need to have their partner beside them, but because of the pandemic, it's not allowing them. How will they be able to better communicate? Well, thanks God we live in the times where we have Zoom and other tools like that to, to be able to also see each other. And yes, I can speak from experience. I've been in um, long distance relationships as well. And I know that it's not easy, especially when your heart is really longing to, to be next to this person. But well, the acceptance is the, the first step. Fighting the situation, if you really cannot do anything to see each other, to be next to each other, just accepting the moment while still holding to, to the vision in the future to see each other. It's very important to have a goal, to have a date in the future, in a month or two to see each other. Because if there is no vision for the future, it's easier to, to have the, the feeling vanish because we don't have... Um, the, the motivation to really bring us together. But at the same time, just speaking about how we feel, if we, if we miss each other, just, just speaking of it openly and trying to really sense and communicate as much love and care for each other as we, as we only can. Because to be honest, even living next to each other in the same household, we might have lots of trips, business trips, we might have lots of uh, things that keeps us occupied. It's so easy to really not notice each other, even if we are next to each other. And by being very mindful and very conscious of our feeling and our partner's feeling and communicators and really making sure that 
this person knows that we care and um, that we are loved and they are loved and just being as close as we can, even though we're so far. Sometimes we can feel super close, even though there are thousands of kilometers between us. I believe it's possible, it is possible. And whenever the time will be right, we'll get together. But the, the long distance should not be the reason to, to give up on each other. There is like intimacy is just not, not just sex. Intimacy is not even physical. It's the way we touch to touch each other, but it's also the way we talk to each other. It's the way we look at each other. We see is the way we smile at each other. We is the tone of voice that we're using while communicating. Is the words that we're using. Is the way we compliment each other. If even if we're apart, there is still a way to express as much love as only possible, and it it, it will even not it it won't even appear in our mind to, to give up on it if we feel so taken care of and we also give this love back. So I do believe that it's possible. It is possible. It's just, it takes, it takes work um, as everything. It takes commitments, but it's possible. And um, there, was, there are also some saying like, um, the intellect is also sexy, so. Yeah communicate, <laughs> converse, communicate, be supportive of each other, because either way, even if you're beside each other, if you're not talking, you'll still feel so far apart. So thanks so much. I Having mean, common passions as well. And we can all, like, we can even watch the same movies at the same time, to be and honest. Exactly. Can, or eat breakfast at the same time. And just watching the, the same video or the same movie. So and talking about it and, and really acting exactly as if we would act if we were next to each other except the the touching part but then talking about it and really talking uh, already like seeing the vision of of getting together at certain point it also brings up uh, brings us together and um yeah it will not let the the feeling die if if we really commit to it yeah and besides sex can also be visual right <laughs> so that's actually that and energetical <laughs> Yeah, that's true. And the energy flows, not not all through touch. It flows like that. Exactly, exactly. Well, thank you so much, Natalia. Can you tell us more about the app? Where can they find you? How will they be able to access any other information that you would want to share? Of course. So as I said, um, in the app that we released, the, the app is called Zentra. If you type Zentra Connect Deeper uh, in the App Store or Google Store, you can definitely find it. Uh, there are meditations and practices and rituals solo and for couples. And among practices for solo practice and among um, rituals for couples, you can also find the ones that are for free, are unlocked already, so you can already start enjoying it. And we also do organize workshops. And um, if you want to go a bit deeper, you can attend either solo or with your beloved one. And the workshops are happening on a regular basis. Uh, you can find it on our page, which is www.myzentra.com. Probably you will be able to put it somewhere, right? Like next to, next to our podcast. But uh, this is where you can find uh, the information to join us live. This is So the practice that we, we just had, um, we had... 20 or more during our workshops. It's also a very safe space to, to share and to, to express what we probably have been holding on for, for a long time. And this is a very, very safe space when we can listen to each other, also even advise each other, but most of all, really be heard and um, we feel loved and we feel accepted. And um, yeah, and you can also practice this on, on a, it, it, at home with, your, with yourself, 
and with your partner. And it's also important that the workshops um, are also okay if we, we don't have a partner. They are they don't require to have a partner over there. And in general, it's always important to start with solo practice practices because once we know what we want and once we feel ready to enter a beautiful relationship, then the entire relationship will transform. Yeah, and that will be ready. Well, thanks again, Natalia, for being here. This is such an amazing episode. Um, again, it seems like it's bold and courageous, but it's something that we really need to talk about. And I truly appreciate you because you just made sex, you know, sound, well, not just sexy, but actually something more transformational, other than just, of course, feeding our egos with the usual singular thought that we knew of thanks to the Hollywood stars or whatever. So um, <laughs> what I learned from you today essentially is that sex encourages us to use, of course, all five senses. And in totality, it's all about conversation, being mindful, the meditative factor, the visualization, that it's actually a desire. It's a spark. It's an energy to fire. Just like with everything that we go through, the fear of it all, the confidence. And I truly wanted to say that I hope those who are listening on this podcast will find that self-love within them. Um, there's so much influence that you can also choose, you know, I mean, which, whichever route that you wanted to take. But at the end of the day, I hope that you guys feel the love in you because at the end of the day, you only have yourself. You only have yourself to trust and just to follow your intuition. Okay, so this ends today's episode. Everyone, do drop me a message on Instagram. It's Cassie Pajarillo. And do let us know what you picked up on today's episode. Or please feel free to connect with Natalia. Natalia, what is your Instagram handle again? Yes, both Instagram and Facebook is MyZentra. My Zentra. And I also want to thank you. Thank you, Casey, for having me. It, it would be, it's been a pleasure. But also, I would like to wish everybody who is listening to us right now to experience this beautiful conscious relationship conscious intimacy and yes it is possible and i wish you from the very bottom of my heart lots of love both towards yourself and the one that you will send to your partner and the partner who will send this beautiful love back at you so have your heart full of love and it will flow to you from each and every side right and everybody's going to be compassionate all year round <laughs> so everyone <laughs> Please do let us know. We would love to feature you. If you've got any questions, please send it over to me or go ahead and message Natalia. I'm sure she would love to have any feedback from you. And as discussed, you guys, we have still um, upcoming episodes. I hope that also sparked joy and also gave you more love. Um, so don't forget, everyone, please um, drive ambition, serve love always. Again, this is your chief encourager, your host, Cassie Barrio Braganza. Take care, you guys. And this ends today's episode. Thanks again, Natalia. I truly appreciate you. Thank you. You just finished listening to another episode of the Ambitious Tribe podcast by Cassie Bajarillo. If you liked today's episode, make sure to leave Cassie a review on iTunes and share this podcast with your friends on social media. It's also available on Spotify and Google Podcast. Don't forget to tag Cassie Pajarillo on Instagram or message her straight on LinkedIn. You may also head over to the Ambitious Tribe with a Plan Facebook group and be encouraged by soul-aligned and ambitious humans on the planet. Remember, you can definitely build a better business.